Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Saving Lives Podcast. I'm Eddie Joe. This is the second podcast that I'm going to be putting out today on the 18th of January of 2022. The reason why is because this is a big study, the PLUS trial, that was published just a few moments ago in the New England Journal of Medicine. To start off, I have to tip my hat to Jordan Wallace, who was the person who sent me a text message saying, hey, have you read this yet? I mean, I guess I had been out for like five minutes or so, so he definitely presented this study to me first and uh, I was actually at the dinner table with my wife I had made some ribeyes out on the grill when I read the study and my wife was like what just got your attention like this and um, definitely had to disclose that it was a study obviously she's been with me for a couple years so she knows that I nerd nerd out about all this stuff so to begin off to begin this podcast the second podcast a little bit late in the day for me to be doing this I'm going to go ahead and disclose my bias about the study which, he, which was a randomized controlled trial on plasmolite versus saline in critically ill patients. I wanted plasmolite to outperform normal saline or 0.9% sodium chloride or saline or whatever you want to call it. Abnormal saline, I guess I, guess I can't really call it abnormal saline after all because um, you'll find out soon, spoiler alert. But it turns out that um, after this publication of the PLUS trial, I have to chill out to some extent um, about all this saline vitriol that I have. On this podcast, as well as on my blog and social media, I have scrutinized normal saline or abnormal saline extensively and have leaned heavily towards the utilization of balanced salt solutions, such as plasmolite and lactated ringers in patients who are critically ill. I've done YouTube videos, podcasts, and other such content using evidence-based medicine, of course, to defend my position and ultimately justify the bias that I have. I even created an entire IV fluid guide, which you could link down in the show notes uh, with most of the data as to why I believe that plasmolite is a superior IV fluid. But it's really a shame that the New England Journal of Medicine has hidden this study behind a paywall because... Unless you have access to New England Journal of Medicine, you're going to have to trust me unless you can obtain the paper for yourself. And you know that at the end of the day, I don't want you to trust me. I want you to read these data for yourself and make up your own mind. Now discussing the PLUS trial, this study was published today again on the 18th of January of 2022. And this study was created and performed by the ANZIX group out of Australia, New Zealand. These these guys have done some fantastic fantastic trials over the course of the years they're out of again australia new zealand and anzix in case you want to google what they do a-n-z-i-c-s outside of some questions on the timing of initiation of the study drugs in the vitamins trial which is about metabolic resuscitation in other words vitamin c thiamine estrestyl steroids and septic shock patients they generally do a fantastic job with their clinical research um, again i have very few qualms with the work that they do and that's just me being a bit difficult for the sake of being difficult. To be frank, I've known about this trial for several years and have been excited about learning the results. I knew if somebody was going to do a good trial on all this, it was definitely going to be this team. And, you know, they did do a good job about all this. This was a, quote, investigator-initiated 
double-blind parallel group randomized control trial, end quote. Again, only the best from these folks out of Australia and New Zealand. It took them several years to recruit everybody in the trial from September of 2017 all the way up to December of 2020 in the 53 participating ICUs. Unfortunately, they were not able to recruit everybody they wanted to because they had issues with funding and issues with the pandemic. Now, physicians did not decide whether patients enrolled into the PLUS trial received either plasmolite or 0.9% sodium chloride, but they were able to decide the rate as well as the amount of fluid provided to the patient. All in all, they wanted to have a total of 8,800 patients in the study, but ended up with just over 5,000. To account for the missing patients, they conducted a number of statistical jumping jacks, which included, quote, imputations for missing data according to worst best and best worst scenarios and multiple imputation. To be completely honest, I have no idea what that means. This is beyond the level of my intelligence. And, you know, maybe I should take a couple minutes to learn what this means. But at this point, I cannot go ahead and explain that to you. As I look over these data and the paper as a whole, here are some quick facts that really caught my eye. First of all, these patients actually received IV fluids, 3.9 versus 3.7 liters. This is important because one of the other trials, the split trial that was written by Paul Young and his colleagues, which is who's also in the ANZICS team, uh, these, <laughs> that study they received about 2 liters of fluid, which is not, not enough to actually show a difference in these patients. But the split trial was used as a justification for saline, not being as harmful as we all think it is. But you know, again, these patients got two liters and their, their Apache scores were low. It really wasn't an important trial in my eyes. In, 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 case, in fact, this was actually kind of a, um, what is it called? A feasibility study prior to this PLUS trial. The other thing is that there was no difference in urine output between the two groups. Uh, there was an issue with transitions to palliation where 4.1 in the experimental arm versus 5% in the saline arm had the fluids terminated, which one could look at that in a number of different ways. But one of the things that really caught my eye about the patients in the study was that only 42.3% of patients had sepsis. I really wish this number would have been higher. I mean, I, I, outside of sepsis, I... And patients were vasoplegic for a number of reasons. Um, I, I don't see why many patients need, you know, approximately four liters or 3.7 liters of fluid. The other thing that I'm not so happy about is that 45.2 of these patients came out of the OR or the PACU. Although for the sake of having a high enrollment into these types of studies, this seems to be a common theme. Uh, Zampieri, uh, I believe he's out of Brazil with the basic study, also was criticized for having a large number of patients in his study on balanced all solutions versus saline, which was also a negative trial, at least when you look at it in face value and not when you look at the Bayesian analysis. That study uh, also had a good amount of patients who were out of the OR, the PACU. The other thing is that in the plasmolite group, 17.8 versus 19% of the patients in the saline group came out of elective surgery. I mean, when you when you go in for elective surgery, you're pretty healthy when you start. So, you know, these patients don't have the catecholamine surge persisting for a couple of days and cytokines, etc., uh, which lead to worse outcomes in these patients, to be, to be honest with you, or at least to my fundamental knowledge and what I could defend. But that's a lot of patients who are healthy when they started off their hospitalization or, or relatively healthy. So, you know, I don't think you would see 
negative impacts of IV fluids in patients who are quote unquote healthy. Then the other thing is that the majority of these patients were in the vent, approximately 76% in each group, which is a high number. So I guess a lot of these patients came out of the OR and they remained on mechanical ventilation. When we're looking at the primary outcome of the PLUS trial, it turns out that death was the primary outcome. And I sort of have, a, have an issue with this. And I completely welcome somebody who wants to challenge me on this because, you know, I'm not going to die on this hill or whatever the saying is. But the rationale lies because I don't think it's realistic that the choice of IV fluids leads to death. Do I think it leads to acute kidney injury? Potentially. Do I think it could lead to a, a prolonged hospital stay? Potentially, do I think that the choice could lead to more utilization of dialysis or renal replacement therapy? Sure, it could do that too. But death, uh, I, I kind of don't think so. Uh, whether the sample size was 8,800 as initially intended versus over 5,000, which is where they ended up, I've, I've never felt as much as I criticize saline, I, I've never felt that saline kills people. Uh, it's just... I mean, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words here, but I just feel that it's saline is definitely not physiologic and I welcome being wrong, but I, I don't think that this is a good primary outcome. So when it comes down to the results here, it came as no surprise to me that 21.8% of the patients in the plasma light group died and 22% in the saline group died. Obviously, there was no statistically significant difference. When it comes to the secondary outcomes, given that, again, I'm not very thrilled about the primary outcome being death, uh, this, this may be the most important part of the trial. They had numerous parameters that they were looking at amongst secondary outcomes, and they're rather ambitious. And again, let me just go ahead and spoil this for you. There was no difference between the two. This, this may end up being the place where there's most value in the trial. Different secondary outcomes include peak serum creatinine level, Maximum increase in creatinine level, although there's a lot of question marks behind uh, the physiology of creatinine, etc. Uh, receipt of new renal replacement therapy, receipt and duration of treatment with vasoactive drugs, duration of mechanical ventilation in the ICU, uh, ICU length of stay, as well as hospital length of stay, and then death from any cause in the ICU stay, hospital stay, or within 20 days, 28 days after randomization. All of these, no difference between saline and plasmolite. That's, I was kind of figuring that there would be an increase in renal replacement therapy, uh, vasoactive drugs, and potentially length of ICU and hospital stays, but I guess I was wrong. There was no difference between the two in any of these secondary outcomes. So here are my final thoughts about the PLUS trial. First of all, perhaps normal saline is not as abnormal saline as we all think it is, and it's may, it may not be as dangerous as we once thought. There was no difference in the number of adverse effects and adverse events between the two groups. Sure, there was a higher serum chloride in the, in the saline group as well as a lower pH in the saline group, but did this change anything in the patients? Well, no, and perhaps taking the Matshubo approach of intensivism and the pursuit of euboxia, which is making all the lab values look normal, is a fool's errand and we shouldn't be targeting that. Some would say that maybe enrolling 3,000 additional patients uh, would not have changed a single thing. And again, if, if, if you need 3,000 more patients to prove your point, your number needed to treat will end up being so high that it, it's, you know, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't even be really clinically relevant, even though you might find a statistically significant difference. 
Rather than criticize the hard work that this team did, I could instead try to conduct a similar trial myself. Truth is, though, that I won't. Clinical trials such as these require an intense, insane amount of work, and I really have to tip, tip my hat to the authors for this. Although my cognitive dissonance may not want me to accept the results, these are fantastic data, and the researchers, again, even though, you know, I... In an ideal world, I would not want to get post-op patients involved in this. I would want to do like a straight-up septic shock study, etc. That's just not going to happen. It's really complicated to enroll these patients in this type of clinical trial in a timely fashion. So what am I going to do moving forward? First of all, I will keep on using balanced salt solutions as there's data as in the SALT-ED as well as the SMART trials out of Vanderbilt that showed that balanced salt solutions are beneficial for patients over saline. But... Uh, what I'm going to stop doing, at least I think I'm going to stop doing, is giving such a hard time to those who are using 0.9% saline in their patients. Now, DKA now has pretty good data that I'm going to get to and eventually cover on this podcast, suggesting that using plasmolite and balanced cell solution is superior for a number of different reasons in DKA patients, but I'm not going to go over that right now. So that might be a place where using plasma light or LR is far superior, statistically significant for a number of different parameters and using saline, but that's, that's an aside. Um, again, I'm going to stop giving such a hard time to those people who use saline. And, uh, although I do think I've traumatized a person or two in the process. Overall, that's the plus trial. I'm glad that it came out. I'm glad that there's more data for all of this. And I sincerely thank you for listening to me rant about this topic that I'm very passionate about. You could potentially hear about it. You could probably notice in my voice. And uh, I would be very grateful if you could take just a couple seconds and go either to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review because it helps the helps podcast grow. And I guess that will be your way of thanking me because outside of listening to the annoying ads, you're you're not paying for this. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye.